0: Because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. Visit our website at wihhw.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, see guest links and information, and some fancy extras. Also, check us out on Facebook at at What I Had Heard Was, and Instagram at What I Had Heard. And if you really want to get something off your chest, shoot us an email at What I Had Heard Was at gmail.com. Now that you've been informed, <laughs> things are about to get weird.
1: Welcome to What I Had Heard Was. I'm not Jennifer. I am Anna. And Diane is not here. Uh, we are doing fan favorites oh nope that's a lie we are doing my favorite episode of irish podcast as some of you may know that i don't really listen to podcasts and um i definitely don't listen to our own because i feel like i sound like a duck but for all of you who do like to listen to it thank you so much for doing so and um please continue uh, don't forget to like us and all that other wonderful stuff but as a Chris Mahana Kwansika present. I would like to take you back in time to where it all began. Our first season. If you have been following along with us, you have seen that we have gotten better. If you haven't been following along with us, this is gonna be a rough ride for you. But the content is still good, even though the sound sucks. And uh, we have learned about editing and <laughs> about, you know, making things more interesting. Um, so, but This episode, number eight, season one, The World According to Karis, is amazing. And if you haven't listened to it, basically, we're talking to our buddy, um, Karis, who uh, is from Second Sight Spirits. Uh, He owns his own distillery down in Ludlow, uh, Kentucky. Highly recommend it, 10 out of 10. Um, But this man has lived many lives, and he has so many stories, and it's just fun to listen to him, so... If you like mustache rides, if you like piles of cocaine in the desert, if you like to laugh, if you like weird shit, you were in the right place. So let's take a ride back to where it began. Uh, you can then appreciate how far we have come. And that's what she said. So, yeah, enjoy the episode
2: friends, family, the grumpy guy Steve across the street who only likes this podcast and nothing else. Welcome to What i had Heard Was. I'm Jennifer.
1: And I'm Anna. And uh, today we have a special guest, another one of our self-proclaimed experts, uh, Karis.
2: Hey, how are you? Hello, Karis.
1: <laughs> and uh, Karis is our self-proclaimed expert in many things. Uh, he's a man of all trades, um, but uh, today we're going to focus on alcohol.
2: Oh, Karis, okay. please tell us your uh, your please tell us your credentials.
3: <laughs> um, well, let's see. So I'm a uh, one of the owners and operators of a small craft distillery in Ludlow, Kentucky, and we make uh, Kentucky bourbon and rum and moonshine and some liqueurs. And a bunch of super fun experimental stuff.
2: That's great. What's the name of your distillery? Your uh, It's called Second Sight Spirits.
3: Located in northern
2: Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're oh.
3: about seven minutes outside of Cincinnati.
2: There you go, guys. Everybody call. Go. Bye. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> I've been there. I went on my birthday. And you recently yeah, expanded.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We expanded into um, a lounge. So we have... Um, are still up front and then we put in a full bar and a couple of um kind of fun interactive uh pieces in our place because we just wanted to have a company that wasn't passive we got we took a ton of distillery tours where they kind of became formulaic where it was um i don't know they do show you a video of amber waves of grain they'd show you a picture usually of an old dead white guy <laughs> um show you a giant piece of equipment and they kick you into a tasty room And coming from a theatrical background, I was like, oh, you you lost me. Like, you need to engage me all the time. So we tried to look at it from that point of view and, like, how can we actually make it more about the customer and uh, make it more engaging. So we named ourselves Second Sight, which means having visions of the future. So that gave us a really cool avenue to explore with with kind of like a fortune-telling theme. And it made it – allowed us to make it more about, like, our – our customers instead of us so instead of me talking at you maybe like well maybe this will give you a fortune or we have a uh a random snack machine generator
2: <laughs> that sounds,
1: like, yeah. sounds like my high school <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get what you get and you're gonna like it yeah, there you go. and if you don't drink some
3: more and then you will <laughs> exactly
0: yeah yeah and it it
3: also helps me make it more of like a communal experience like I can't believe I got this. Go try
2: the snack machine. <laughs> that's
1: funny. I love it that's a great idea yeah and and as a uh, as a self proclaimed expert on drinking rum, um mm-hmm. I have to say that I thoroughly enjoy your dark rum and your spice rums, um as well as the uh the mustache rides. <laughs> oh yeah, that
3: was another thing a pardon? <laughs> that's fun to explain. Yeah, every time that turns on, there's a single tear that goes down my mom's cheek. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what you went to school for. <laughs> so to explain that, um, we decided that to help us design the space, it kind of needed a backstory because we're still very tribal, primal creatures that need a story to relate to anything. So we made it about a um, this vaudeville hack magician that was uh, – actually bootlegging booze out the up the up and down the east coast <laughs> he's a mess <laughs> <laughs> but he's got this uh this he's great stash so <laughs> he's, he's he's a wreck <laughs> but he's got a stash and so to make him more interactive we did um a giant wallpaper print and then on this um auction website one day i found this sweet yellow um kitty ride that was a camaro so uh rick and i took the camaro off uh we talked to our friend ryan who helped us 3d model this giant stash and then we fiberglass the stash and then put it on where the camaro was and now for 50 cents it moves around um it still makes car noises which is kind of kind of fun and weird at the same time because we don't know how to change out the sound card that's amazing
2: (laughs) no you shouldn't change it out anyway what are you going to
3: change it to like (laughs) It's got a natural cycle already, like it kind of peaks at one point, because it's just like this low rumble, like,
0: mmm, (laughs) mmm,
2: it's like, oh no. Animal Kingdom. Yeah.
1: So, so along with the stash ride, you're also getting a Hummer, is basically,
3: (laughs) like, I mean, it's unintentional, it's
1: it's unintentional, but.
3: Yeah, that's phase two, um, I have this (laughs) awful eBay (laughs) habit. (laughs) And uh, I'd say 15 years ago, there was this really weird Father's Day sale, and they sold um, magic fingers from an old hotel, oh, so I got yeah. three magic fingers for like 99 bucks, <laughs> and so um, eventually one of those magic fingers will go into the stash, so it'll rotate and
0: vibrate. Um...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be like yeah. an 18 and override?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so is the well, is the is the vibrating part is that an extra 50 cents because i think people <laughs> would totally pay for
3: it i don't know they're pretty vicious like i had it hooked up at three different i have three of them so i put them on three different pieces of furniture in my old house and if you turn them on all at the same time it would shake the pipes in the basement <laughs> like the frequency <laughs> would hit just right where it'd be like <laughs> and you're like oh no oh that's not good Would <laughs> it be? Oh no. Yeah, age the house by like fifty years every time you turn it on. <laughs> and then I also had a, uh, a nineteen sixty three um, Niagara vibrating couch that I got from a PBS auction auction because they the couldn't thing. auction it off. <laughs> oh yeah, it was therapeutical. It t- pulls out into like a a one a, a single bed. It's got two motors in it. You can dial in the motors where it feels like burning. <laughs>
2: That sounds then, delightful. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, so they, uh, they had that and a chastity belt that they couldn't auction off. So my friend called me up and he's like, do you have a truck? I'm like, yeah. He's like, come quick. So drove the truck down um, through the chastity belt in the front and then got the, uh, <laughs> the couch out the dumpster because he technically had to throw it away for liability.
2: I sure. would have th- bought a chastity belt in the middle of the night <clears> given <throat> the opportunity.
3: Oh, I don't know. This thing has prongs on it. It's, it's pretty gnarly.
2: (laughs) Which makes it that much better.
1: Do you, do you think the belt is authentic or is it like a replica?
3: I think it's probably a replica. Um, but I I don't know. I like it. That was the like late nineties. So I don't know how much of a, I don't know how much of a want or scene there is because i don't run in that community i mean it could be like a whole a whole nother world <laughs> it's increased
2: significantly it was i think it was very underground for a long time but now it's come up you know when true crime comes up here comes all of these people who are buying murderabilia and uh torture devices and yeah. the
3: yeah, there's more people like me. <laughs> Where, well, hello, friend. More, yeah, you had to ask those feeler questions, like, uh, "Hey, man." <laughs> so see how that played out.
1: <laughs> so this, a, this carpenter I worked with one time told me this story about how one of one of the friends he worked with um, was also carpenter, but would make um, you know BDSM equipment uh, cool. for people to use. And, you know, so he'd go to these conventions and sell his wares and whatnot. And that was just kind of his side gig and stuff. And, uh, but his wife was like, nope, not into it. She was just like, not a fan, whatever. So he had his, uh, side business work life and then, you know, the rest of his life. And so one day he was loading up his, his vehicle to take a bunch of equipment <laughs> to one of these conventions to sell. And, uh, his wife comes back from, you know, carrying groceries and's like, hey, hon, how's it going? What you loading into the car? Oh, no. And he looks down at it and looks at her and goes, I'm going to tell you that these are saw horses <laughs> And she looks at him and goes, I'm going to believe you. And right into that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so for the longest time, it's like, you know, so certain questions would pop up and I'd go, I'm going to tell you that these are saw <laughs> yeah. Let's that.
3: Yeah, I think, especially in our world, like being creatives, that you just you have to find a like-minded partner. Not the same because that that amplifies it too much. But somebody <laughs> that kind of gets it. Because like when we were building the uh, stash, uh, Debbie came home and she's like, "Is there a giant mustache in the basement?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I can play this one of two ways." So I just owned it and really just like, yeah, <laughs> like I gave her like one of those like. Of course there is and then she looked at me
0: like okay
3: eventually
2: people will stop asking for like (laughs) is there a mustache in the basement it'll be like me where people don't ask at all they walk in there's googly eyes on the door and they're like oh yeah whatever and then they just go on with their life or yeah
1: well i think that okay and it's true she has two massive googly eyes on her front door right now
2: but i put googly eyes on so many things that nobody notices it anymore
3: <laughs> I think it's fine for us, but I'm more interested to see. Um, we have a little girl, so she's eight. So you know those memories from your childhood—they're a little
0: fuzzy. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm pretty
3: sure that happened, but oh no. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of that for her, unfortunately. So
0: uh,
3: we'll see.
1: She's, she's getting raised like the kid from Big Fish. You know, dad comes home, tells all these crazy stories and things, and a kid totally yeah. dies into it, like, yeah, giants and all this stuff, but she's going to be the one telling all of her schoolmates of, like, oh, yeah, and then there was this big swami guy who could tell fortune, <laughs> and my dad used to work in the circus, and, you know, we... Had- you know and the kid, other kids are gonna be like wow and oh you're a liar and then they come over to your house like oh no you've been telling the truth the whole time
3: <laughs> yeah it's already kind of bit us like we named um our dog merkin <laughs> <laughs> so uh the first like kindergarten through second grade so far has been great when she like draws pictures of them and takes them to school and i'm like oh, how's this going like how's <laughs> this gonna
1: Play out. <laughs> so when do you think she's gonna learn that that Merkin is actually a, a hairpiece for your pubic area? Uh, for those, I think it'll
3: probably for those who do like,
1: Yeah, he's
3: ten. The dog's ten, and he's a big dog, so I give him like another like two or three years probably.
0: Mhm.
3: And so he'll pass, and then I'm sure it'll be like a conversation like junior high that all of a sudden it'll click <laughs> over like what.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, that's what I'm. Yeah, <laughs> there's gonna be a couple of those things. <laughs> Cause you or know how like, it is. Okay.
1: It's like that time when you're a little kid and you know you, uh growing up you you go to your first concert or something and all of a sudden you 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 know you smell that pot coming through and you're like, why does it smell like Nana here? And you're like, oh no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> One of those
3: yeah for sure for sure yeah so it'll be fun to um I don't know we always joke that we have like this therapy fun for her that no we, uh, listen
2: if you haven't screwed your kids into. if you haven't screwed your kids up then you are not a good parent I mean in some way oh, that's true. Yeah. you gotta yeah, leave them with I some mean, lasting trauma
3: yeah yeah and it'll give her some fun party stories and Exactly. Made her more she, interesting, I think. She'd be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to raise her a little off. Um, kind of just as a protection thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I just want her to be kind of like... like Like, she's already super smart, which we're super lucky, but I want her just to be that little bit of where People are like, ah, maybe I don't want to date this girl.
1: (laughs) Make your your job a little easier. Yeah, you know.
2: (laughs) I just wanted to take a minute and let our listeners know that there's construction going on out here. So if there's something in the background that can't be removed, that's what it is. And I apologize.
1: AKA, she's having somebody uh, work on her. Her special her special room. Oh uh, <laughs> with all my, of its own sawhorses and yeah. couches. Come. Those aren't sawhorses. Come <laughs> to my dungeon.
3: Yeah, the vibrating couch came with Naga hides so I used to keep a bottle of armor all next to it. <laughs> 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 I used to call out like my, my suicide button when I was dating, like, what do you think of this? No? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> Like here you go, <laughs> and then yeah. Years later, I had it covered in uh, gold velvet, gold crushed velvet. So
1: yeah, you did.
3: Yeah, now it lives in my basement because <laughs> my wife's like, nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's cool. But <laughs> everybody's got a line, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: No, that's fair. That's, that's hers. <laughs> yep. So,
1: do you think if you got it reupholstered, she'd be all right with the couch? Or is, this like, is it the whole concept?
3: It's not the concept, it's the comfortability. Because, um, being I, uh, yeah, of course, I like overthink everything. So, I thought if I got more of a dense foam, that it would break down after the years and then it would just become softer and softer. Where if I started with like a soft foam, I would have to change it out because I this is going to be like an heirloom piece. <laughs> <laughs> So I figured, you know, after it breaks down for a bit, it's going to get softer. Um, So the density of foam I bought isn't as comfortable as she likes. So she's like, it's not even comfortable. I'm like, ah, but it's so cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to suffer for your art.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I thought the vibration would like break it down a little bit. (laughs) So
1: you know how it is. (laughs) So it sounds like you just need to use the couch more.
3: Yeah. Yeah, a little more. I think so. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's always hard to tell, though. You know, unless you, like, do that kind of stuff all the time, you're like, nah, you I got a pretty educated guess about it, but.
3: Yeah, and you can only save, like, I, I feel like they're, like, little, like, uh, marriage tokens that you can cash in, like, every once in a while, but you don't want to cash them in. For I'll save it for something else, <laughs> right? right. Like, I
0: bought this on eBay. It'd be cool, because
3: <laughs> I've done that a lot. Like something will show up in the mail. She's like, "What did you do?" Like, yeah, it's cool. It's
0: cool.
3: <laughs> we got uh, eight thousand lucky feng shui coins from China. So they're the round coins with the square in the middle. huh. And uh, when they came in through eBay, it looked like we ordered a kilo of cocaine. <laughs> She's like, "What?" Because isn't that brown? paper oh the, right and it's like super tape. heavy <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: yeah
3: and she's like what did you do and i'm like ah nothing i don't know
1: <laughs> like <laughs> college fund college fund yeah
3: and that was during the big like ethanol or not ethanol tra- fentanyl thing so it had like chinese writing on it it looked like a big illegal drug package <laughs> she's like don't open that do not open-
2: <laughs> i mean that would make me want to open it more i've always thought about like you know you hear about people oh this you know thousand pounds of marijuana fell through my fell through the roof of my garage so i called the police immediately are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like that shit's going in my basement i'm getting my roof fixed asap oh yeah my buddy works for fedex
3: and he just uh sent pictures last month of this they triple sealed um they trip a little vacuum-sealed, I forget, I think it was, like, um, 12 pounds wow. of weed. And wow. they sent it to an abandoned house. And um, so he goes to do the drop, but he's like, this is weird. <laughs> like, it's hmm. coming from Colorado with no return address <laughs> to an abandoned house. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I'm just going to hold on to this so he took it with him and then he uh he called the uh he called dispatch and they had an airport um cop come out and the guy opened it and i'll send you a picture it's crazy
0: (laughs) can we (laughs) we put it on our instagram yeah
3: (laughs) yeah i forget what the street value was but i mean it was so much that you couldn't move it without like major red flags like you can't move I don't
2: know. Of
1: course, 30, twelve pounds. <laughs> pot. He was obviously.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was obviously for personal use. <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't know how thick your glaucoma needs to be. <laughs> Mine's really,
2: really, really bad.
1: Yeah, I don't so that... have eyeballs. <laughs> I'm like, this is so much it's so eat. bad. I only
2: have glaucoma. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's he was talking that um, I forget. I'll I'll get the numbers for you, but there's been a couple of really bold. Um, somebody wrapped up a ton of it dress, wrapped as a uh, as like a playset um, gift. So it was like in a playset box, like one of those like little toy castles or whatever. Oh yeah yeah. But pretty big for like a three or four year old, so they can move in it. And then they wrapped it with wrapping paper and then just packed it full.
2: <laughs> it's fucked <laughs> it like, really. Like- Sending shit in, in diaper boxes or <laughs> yeah, baby doll heads. Well, you probably just shouldn't smoke
3: before you pack. It. Like, oh, <laughs> this is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> every awesome well, idea.
2: Every, every awesome anyways, idea I've ever had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because the thing yeah. is, is, these things. All right, so so they took this Playmobil box and then they wrapped it in like. Like, birthday pa- paper or whatever?
3: Yeah, they made right? it look like a gift. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so but, if the okay. wrapping paper ripped, then you saw the, the princess castle on me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is the only way that they know what's going on is because they x-ray it. So the wrapping paper does nothing. <laughs> oh, less, like, no. You and know, I think uh,
3: what foiled their plan was the smell.
2: <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: i think that's it like uh,
2: yeah they sell <laughs> bags the though they sell bags that legitimately cut out all of this the odor yeah
3: i don't know well um,
2: these guys didn't use there. it well no i'm not no. obviously obviously they didn't but maybe if you're gonna be like mailing drugs you might want to invest in those
3: <laughs> i don't know again like your your tolerance level for risk at that point like, you're not already making the sharpest decisions that's... going through the federal mail. <laughs> that's an excellent point. <laughs> and that's the guy that got caught. I mean, can you imagine all the stuff that never gets caught, but like done by smart people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I'll just so, mail it to my neighbor. Right.
3: Yeah. Because that was the only red flag. It was, it went to an abandoned house with no return address.
1: <laughs> and you're like, yeah,
3: all right. Try a little harder. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And then, I mean, then you have the whole thing of, oh, I, I've just taken this package off the porch and if somebody's looking for this thing, they might be parked across the street waiting for the delivery because they have the tracking number, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And so then like the rest of the day, he's looking at his rearview mirror like, is this, is anybody following me? Because <laughs> that's a ton of
2: money. <laughs> I might've just left it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to die for 12 pounds of somebody else's weed.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'd be like,
2: (laughs) if somebody confronted me, I'd be like, let's, let's do a split here. Like 90, 10, I give it back to you. You give me a finder's fee, you know.
3: (laughs) Call it good. Call it good.
2: Look, bygones be bygones.
3: Yeah, but that, I don't know. That's a, especially in today's world, that delivery job is, I can't imagine the stuff you see.
2: oh Oh, I'm sure I think it'd be scary
3: yeah I I think it'd be you'd probably have scarier situations than amusing situations you know because we're broken in a way that like oh that's (laughs) kind (laughs) of (laughs) fun but I think those are so far and few between you know
1: so how how many oh that'll be fun funny moments have you gone through at the time and then you look back on it and go wow I should be dead
2: Oh yeah, God. I, think I have more than a handful. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> I hate thinking back on those too. Yeah,
3: I. Yeah, I've made poor decisions. <laughs> Once usually, or twice. Like, I, I. The harder part is when you're part of somebody else's poor decision. Leading you them know, to a poor decision. when you're like I I didn't make this call, but I'm in it. <laughs> yep, I've gone too
1: far, and I can't go back now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, like I remember this guy in college. He just, it was one of the slickest and weirdest moves I've ever seen, but he just walked up to that guy he was like, hold my beer, and then sucker punched him. And I'm like, I guess we're leaving now. Because <laughs> 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 the whole place like erupted. I'm like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not part of, the, I am part of this.
1: <laughs> did he ask you to hold his beer or just no. go up to the it other some- dude? The
3: other dude. Oh, I I don't think the other guy like was, yeah, disarmed or I guess yeah, in a weird way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because he's got a beverage now. It's like, yo, you can't spill that. Yeah,
2: that's shady, dude. Wherever you are, that's shady as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't cool.
3: I'm like, ah, I don't want to have to alright here <laughs> we go
1: now we're fighting, this is great that's when you casually
2: walk out like you have no idea who he is, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, Uber I, <laughs> I went to go yeah. get pulled the car around, bro I didn't know I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see anything
3: yeah, uh, you met me, I'm definitely the fighter <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out yep kind of like "Ah, i don't have time for this
2: (laughs) do you have anything you want to plug well
3: today um i'm putting together a box park for newport on the levee so they're going to um have uh i think five or six vendors down on the riverfront as they rebuild the place and we'll be serving cocktails there all summer so
1: fantastic
3: yeah so it's right on the river walk so you can pop into Cincinnati and then pop into Northern Kentucky and just kind of do the loop around the, the bridges, which is a really nice walk and just a good way to get out. And they're starting to really loosen up the, um, the public beverage laws. So you can actually get a cocktail and hang out in their little area away from people, but start to enjoy cocktails more outside, which is, which is really cool.
1: Um, There's a silver lining to every pandemic.
2: <laughs> yeah. And when you go yeah. and when you go see Karis, either at his uh, his store or on the levy, make sure you let him know you heard him here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We'll treat you. We'll treat you much better than we usually do.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that
0: means, but
3: yeah. You're like, treated can't
2: better can't, than the peasants. Karis, give a free, <laughs> Charis, <laughs> we'll free sticker.
3: yeah
1: i actually yeah i think i have stickers i think
0: i have
3: stickers i'll give you one for sure (laughs) yeah it's been a little bit of a mess with the pandemic trying to figure out how to navigate that whole thing you know trying to keep people safe and just that big debate you know it's like how do you keep people safe on your watch and how fair is it to be like, hey, I'll just sling cocktails and get exposed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right,
3: right. You know, and. Um, you, I think
1: to, we, you, you guys started doing some uh, some hand sanitizer stuff, too, though, didn't you? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we busted out a bunch of sanitizer, donated a ton, which was really cool. Um, yeah. One of my favorite parts is we just went down the street to um, Brian Lovell, who's this great tattoo artist in town and he drew this really cool hand for us um and then that we took that image and then put it on our site and made a uh give him a hand um item in our checkout in our online store and then that helps us donate uh sanitizer to like police departments and fire departments and uh postal workers and schools and so That's yeah wonderful it still makes me nervous when the when the uh when the police show up, <laughs> like, hey, fellas. <laughs> but, yeah, got a really cool letter from the uh, police department from Delhi, and they gave us, like, these uh, special tokens, which is kind of cool. Or they're like coins, but I don't know what they do. You put them in the bubble gum machine. Anything. Show them, the, like, get out of jail free.
1: <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get you get the quote-unquote special snacks when you're in county it's like cool. oh cool it's
0: That's like
2: plinko. Nice. it's like right. plinko for Enough. get out of jail free
3: if you get if you land on it you can get out especially now since i think i'm shipping stuff through fedex <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no you're like i didn't do it that was a friend it was a
3: our tour, is we straight up say, like we're not built for jail. Like we pay all of our taxes. I'm not. Nope. <laughs> no, we're delicate flowers.
1: <laughs> but see, I see you more as like an Andy Dufresne kind of oh, a. Okay. You know, it's like if you had to, you could handle yourself, but.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. You're
1: gonna, you're gonna smart your way out of that joint.
3: <laughs> yeah. With all my toilet hooch
1: <laughs> like,
3: Exactly. Hey, hey, you can't I can make some stuff for you. <laughs> Chill out.
0: You'd <laughs> be very
2: popular in prison. Well Sorry.
0: For other reasons. For other reasons. For other reasons.
2: <laughs> for many
3: reasons. Bell of the ball. <Woo>. Hey guys. <laughs> Finally.
0: <laughs> I am super popular. <laughs> it happened <laughs> <laughs> they like me they really, really like me I'm so yeah, black president
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you finally sell in the big house <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess everybody has their special purpose in just lining those things up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know we'll see did,
1: but... did did you start doing toilet hooch or how'd you get how'd you get into the distilling business <laughs> did you start doing uh... toilet hooch <laughs> totally yeah, yeah.
2: time for my mom <laughs>
1: <laughs> we uh let's see so
3: we both grew up here um ended up in las vegas
1: you you um, and rick yeah.
2: yeah 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 sorry yeah do you want to give him Me a shout and out us, or yeah, yeah. be like fuck that Just, dude
3: uh, no, that's no. on the day. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no, at this point it's like an arranged marriage. So, after <laughs> you've been best friends with somebody for thirty years, I mean, there's always you know <laughs> days. But now he's he's great. He's he was always like one of the smartest kids in the room. So I tried to gravitate towards him. <laughs> Feed off his energy. And, uh, yeah, or his homework, really. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> energy.
2: Sure. <laughs> he put energy into um, doing his
3: homework. Oh, yeah, cuz it somehow ended up in like calculus class, which was just a like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no business being here. <laughs> so uh Rick helped me out through that, but um it was like making stuff, so he became a chemical engineer and then I got into industrial design and then we just do a, started doing side gigs all over um Northern Kentucky and trying to just get a name for ourselves and um, really just taking all the crap projects that nobody else wanted. So um, the worst one we ever did was a safety video for a slaughterhouse.
1: Really? Oh, that sounds horrible and amazing. I really want to <laughs> it see it. It was so gross.
3: So gross. No, it was, a, it was an internal because they kept using, um, they use surgical steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get bored at the house, you can do what's called spearing, which means you can stick the meat and kind of like flick it down the line. But since it's surgical steel every once in a while it would let go and these guys kept like stabbing themselves in the arteries uh, <laughs> you know yeah, a thing yeah. that happens I make a whole video of like hey man look, try not to huh. <laughs> don't,
1: don't fling your meat down the line
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it gets your arteries <laughs> hey never fling your i think the church said that too never fling your meat right,
0: right. Oh my gosh
3: yeah and i mean you could tell it was a pretty high in production since they hired two of us <laughs> <laughs> to do like we took the knives and like dolled them down and uh made some uh fake blood things and um then they used the actual people that worked at the slaughterhouse which was amazing because these guys aren't actors
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah and english isn't even their first language so we are like action the guy like looks around and he takes a knife and sticks it right in the middle of his chest, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, this isn't like a anti-suicide video. <laughs> like, oh like god. for your shoulder. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got it. Reset everything. <laughs> straight to the middle of the chest, like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time it smells like cold death. Like, it just, oh. the smell in there is so unique that it it's it's crazy. I, I've never smelled it again. Because it's, it's the coldness and the humidity mixed in with that smell that like it's a double whammy it's like whew. man so
1: you yeah guys, like you can always tell like uh when you're in high school who worked at mcdonald's because you when you <laughs> met up afterwards you're like oh you smell like french fries like how horrible <laughs> is it that it's like oh you smell like death <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah kind of
3: yeah it was a uh, it was an experience for sure um Luckily we weren't like on a kill floor or anything. We we're more on the on the processing side. But it's still like, I don't know, buckets of parts. You're like, Yep, there yep. it is. Yeah, yum, <laughs> yeah. Yum, yum. Yeah. And then just learning those little things like, oh yeah, we do uh what is it? I think they do beef first and then chicken and then do they do pork. Because of the clum- cleanliness of the of the products.
2: Did you like, become huh. a vegetarian after that?
3: No. <laughs> I don't think I would either yeah i mean yeah because it, it's a different context i mean if meat smelled like that like cold death then no i would not eat it <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't so i do yeah so it's like ah.
1: <laughs> when you throw that shit on the grill it just smells delicious so. yeah
3: so we did gigs like that and then we did some uh freelance stuff for like the cincinnati ballet they'd want custom stuff made and nobody would take it on um and it was the weird projects that would fall between like their carpentry division and their prop division that nobody else wanted. (laughs) So like fiberglass stuff. And, um, and we always did it kind of for cost just to get the experience. So did that, um, Siegfried and Roy accident happens in Las Vegas. So Tiger comes out and tax Roy. Um, and then the guy who was the, uh, was he i think he was the artistic director at the cincinnati ballet at the time got picked up and be the uh, artistic director of the beatles show in vegas so then he picked me to go out there and help build it from the ground up and then i was able to sucker them to hire rick and then we were (laughs) oh yeah for sure they're like you know anybody good i'm like oh yeah i got a guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he's totally overqualified he's a he got his engineering degree from uc and he took the test right away, so he's he's technically certified. He should be making a ton of money right now. But <laughs> I'm like, hey, let's do the theater world, because that's fun. <laughs> so uh, moved out there, um, and then we would just build stuff on the weekends. Because we were still both lame, even though we had, like, all of Las Vegas to explore. I was like, ah, I'd rather just mess around in the garage, so... <laughs> Yeah, we built, like, our own green machine, which was super fun, (laughs) and uh, stuff like that. Then Wait, what's a green machine? Oh, the old uh, big wheels. Um, Oh, nice. The green (laughs) machine was the one that you steered from the back, which is deadly. (laughs) And then we put on go-kart racing tires um, for the scale, but the the grip on the tire is too grippy because it's made to grip a track, so the first time green machine was like notorious for able to do like these really cool like 360 slides like you'd lock it up and turn the handles and it would like spin you in circles Uh uh-huh so we took it out to the um to one of the big malls in vegas because they had this huge parking lot and we had a couple of drinks and then we took off i took (laughs) off across the parking lot and locked it up and the tires gripped and it flipped me over and slammed me into the ground
0: oh my god good
3: thing you had a couple (laughs) drinks (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty cool guy move. Like, hey, Rick, watch this.
1: i <laughs> like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> um, that, that's it, the day you learned about tires. Yeah, yeah. So
3: we were trying to cover him like a PVC tube. We were trying to find a tube big enough that it would allow it to slide. Um, and then we found we had like carriages in distilling, so... My great-grandpa ran a ton of shine in West Virginia, and Rick's great-grandpa was the sheriff of Perry County in Kentucky. So he would bust moonshiners, drink their shine. They were like, oh, this is awesome. We should probably build a still. <laughs> so we did that. And then <laughs> being so close to California, we had access to all this great fresh produce. So we would take the produce and process it, and then we would take that and that spirit, and then we'd take it back and try it all on our uh, on our circus friends, <laughs> Just, yeah, they're a hardy stock of people. It's hard to kill circus folk. <laughs> it's, it's a legitimate <laughs> scientific fact. <laughs> You're the expert, yeah. so yes, yeah, it's, it's true. They've seen stuff. Like I've had friends that have been in jail in South America and <laughs> lived through tsunamis and earthquakes. And yeah, it's it's really hard to shake them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I interviewed this guy named Paul one time and he was on the ice shows, um, with, uh, Feld. And I guess he was going through South America and they went to a bar one night and this 80 pound male figure skater decided that he wanted to start a fight with somebody. So this like waif of a man threw this like awful punch (laughs) and they ended up all getting arrested and, (laughs) um, yeah, had to spend the night in jail. I think he, that's the one where he had to throw away his shoes because they were so soaked with like pee.
1: Mm. From from him or from?
3: Oh no, from the cell. From the oh, cell. being in the cell. Gross. Super gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I always asked when I hired somebody to show me pictures of their professional work and their personal work because a lot of people like take pictures of a big production, like, yeah, I did this. I'm like, what did you do? So, <laughs>
0: right, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's always a fun game. Um, but his personal pictures was, he was just a, a tour guy, so he'd been everywhere, and um, he's scrolling through all these pictures. And again, in South America, um, I guess he didn't look at his pictures before he showed me because he was showing me all these great, amazing places he'd been all through the world. But, it like, he clicks over to the next slide, <laughs> it's this – Mound of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> I'm like, I <laughs> was like, I'm just documenting.
0: It was That's just
3: amazing. hilarious. Like, just the quietness <laughs> of, like, and I'm like, oh, this is cool.
0: Like, how do I play this? Because I'm sure this whole world's like,
3: oh crap, oh crap. I'm like, <laughs> I
0: was
3: like, that was several years ago, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, you'll pass a drug test, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like,
0: yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs>
3: I mean the guy lived through an earthquake and a tsunami he's been to jail like anything that I throw at that man it's not going to faze him nope. and apparently if he could take on that mound of cocaine there's nothing I can do to rattle this <laughs> so I'm like, perfect hire <laughs> done
2: <laughs> so yeah there you have it hiring strategies by Karis
1: <laughs>
2: yeah I know yeah, you have
1: some good tips, and I'm going to have to uh, hit you up for a couple questions next time I need to hire some
3: folks. Oh, uh, It's mostly just getting them to talk long enough to figure out what kind of crazy they are. Because everybody's a little nuts. Everybody. You just got to find the right kind of nuts.
2: At least um, a little.
3: Yeah, like this one This one guy, I asked him to bring in a piece of personal art. He showed me a, a full nude of himself to show off this tattoo he had, <laughs> he had designed. <laughs> and like. Huh. <laughs> I'm no prude, like holy shit <laughs> like, this is what you lead with it in an interview like you're <laughs> like,
0: like,
3: like, right on man <laughs> like, like he's too fearless i wish <laughs> like, I, I had could... that
2: self-confidence
0: uh, yeah exactly i know you
3: couldn't discipline the guy because he doesn't
2: care. <laughs> he just pulled his dick out right there.
1: What?
3: Yeah. If somebody doesn't give a shit that much, <laughs> I couldn't be like, hey, you are late. I'm like, uh-oh, there's your balls. <laughs> there,
1: there is no link. There is no LinkedIn management course that's going to train you for that. <laughs> no.
3: No. This other girl um, was like, so I got my sheriff's card. Like I don't know what that is. Little known fact, I guess, if you're going to strip in Vegas, you actually have to get a a card from the sheriff's department that allows you to strip. Huh? Yeah, and she's like, will you hold that against me? I'm like, no. I mean, it's it's a legal thing that you need. And then it was kind of like, then... well, I got it. And then I went there, and then I decided to back out. I'm like, ah, oh, come on! Like, you got no follow through. <laughs> I'm not going to hire you. <laughs> you
0: got no that that. that. <laughs>
3: you know, like you went up to point nine, but you didn't complete it. So I'm like, there's no way that I could give you a task and you would be <laughs> you'd follow through with it.
2: <laughs> I would really like to see you write a book because I think these are all excellent uh, tips. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I had no problem with her stripping because as long as she keeps her clothes on at work, I don't care, you know, <laughs> just, if you're going to do something, do it, don't, don't like half-ass it.
2: <laughs> Literally. But just... yeah, I'll be here yeah, all exactly. week.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so we found the Las Vegas Distillery and our friend George, um, he's a sweet, crazy Romanian that had a painting company in New York and fell in love with distilling and so he sold his painting company moved to vegas um and bought like hundred and eighty thousand dollars still and then um he's just a sweet incredible guy that you know the people that are just i don't know i call them summer children <laughs> they're just so excited about life <laughs> without any kind of regard <laughs> for anything else <laughs> so he's like i bought this still i'm like cool He's like, ah, we're going to assemble it. I'm like, who's coming to help you? He's like, nobody, because I didn't call the people that made it to help us assemble it. I'm like, right on. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> oh, awesome.
3: Like, awesome. Yeah, and being Romanian, he would bring this giant – he only ate twice a day, and his wife would make this giant batch of cabbage stew, and then he'd bring two 12-packs two of uh, Sam Adams, <laughs> like <laughs> – oh, my God, you are going to kill me. (laughs) Everybody's going to have pink eye by, like, 1030. (laughs) (laughs) Eight in the morning, I'm like, nope. And he wouldn't eat lunch. Um, So Rick and I are, like, fading out, like, oh, God, my stomach's going to blow up. Um, But eventually uh, the guys who built the still came out, and we helped. um, They taught us how to run the still with George, which was huge. And then the show we were on really sucked bad. Um which is kinda kinda good and bad, so we decided to come back home and start the start the distillery. So that's kind of our
0: long
3: long way around. I think it was good that the show sucked because um even though it was like Cirque, who was I don't know, one of the top companies in the world in theatrical spectacle um, production, mm-hmm. like even they can still screw up. <laughs> like a 110 million dollar production can still suck. I'm like, ah, that kind of gave me permission to be like, I don't know, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> cuz if I fail, it's not a 110 million dollar failure.
2: another <laughs> amazing way to look at that. From, yeah. yeah, watching
3: other
2: yeah. people fail,
3: and you're like, eh. yeah. Yeah, cuz I, I think that we uh we had this weird perception of I don't know, security in our world. Like, if you really see how a house is built, there's really not a whole lot there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You oh, know no, the structure it, of a
3: house?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like
3: the, yeah, there's not much between you and the outside, and our perception of, like, big companies is like, oh, yeah, they always nail it. But, like, who made the Zoom? Was that Microsoft? <laughs> you know, they put all that money in, and then it doesn't go anywhere. You're like, oh, okay. So, I don't know. I figured I'd drink from the fire hose at some point and so just kind of like I don't know I'd rather try it and screw up and be like oh that was some shit because <laughs> at least you try it yeah yeah because I don't know I think the way things are going the main goal is to get everybody to live an assisted living at some point because they're keeping us healthier and healthier like they really should just let us die at some point <laughs> you know <clears> like you're only you allowed all to these- live to
2: 100. Yeah, and
3: give you all these awful elective surgeries to keep you going longer. And it's like, oh, man, just let people go, you know? So I figured I'll be sitting there losing my marbles. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I had a fortune telling still and a mustache. And this <laughs> one time, this guy.
2: <laughs> you want a mustache ride, little lady? <laughs> yeah.
3: At least we will be like, here are the good drugs, Mr. Wagoner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> coast this
1: out <laughs> let me tell you about my vibrating couch Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: that's fantastic
1: um well if you do go into assisted living uh can can i like can i be a neighbor <laughs> oh yeah, yeah for
2: sure <laughs> yeah why don't you just buy like own wing. <laughs> buy a whole thing because i'll move in there with room That sounds hilarious oh, right and awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Might as well try it, cause I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And then you never know when a pandemic's gonna hit. Like, who knew, right? Who knew.
1: Very true. Very true. Yeah.
3: Will you yeah. have any difficulty reopening? Um, most of it's just trying to get the uh, the timing down for uh, the state, because they're they're letting certain things go at a certain time. Um, So to make sure that all of our safety protocols are in in place and that we have enough PPE, um, which has been kind of scarce. And then, um, yeah, and then just, I don't know, it's hard to figure out how to staff it because you don't know if everybody's going to show up or nobody's going to show up. Right. And then on the top of that, um, like we furloughed our employees, so they're making a lot of money um off of uh off of unemployment and so it's hard to hard to get them to come back at a reduced rate or reduced times um you're like yeah you can make less money and possibly get exposed you want to come back
2: (laughs) (laughs) have i got a deal for you (laughs) yeah so that's that's a little tricky
3: so that's kind of where we're at right now um yeah. So this box park we decided to take on because it, our whole summer festival is just shot. There's nothing. Nobody's doing anything this summer.
2: So right, at least, right. I, yeah. Are you able to produce for sale, like what you sell to the? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. They still sell bottles.
3: Yeah, our production's still going. Um, we had to change our tours completely. Where we can't take them into the production facility. And then we have to rearrange our whole front room so we can keep people that aren't of the same party um, with some with the proper distance between them. So we're going to go like old school and try to make like some rocks and play the floor as lava because that's a great Sweet. universal. Everybody gets that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I know don't where, really where we're going. It. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> it's already done. <laughs> so. It's one of those universal truths. Like you could go to anywhere and be like, "Floor's lava." People are like, right on.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they, and then they jump on your coffee table, and you get.
2: Pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. But if you say floor's lava, you have to take whatever comes. Consequences are yours. <laughs>
1: yeah. You threw the gauntlet, bro.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see, um, and we'll run as long as we can until we can't, and then. We'll reinvent ourselves again because that's what we do you know what else are you gonna do I'm like i didn't never thought i'd ever own a distillery <laughs> even like if you told me 10 years ago like all right this is what's gonna go down and be like no way that's
1: crazy <laughs> but that sounds awesome <laughs>
3: <laughs> right Sweet. and 10 years before that you're gonna be sitting in the middle of the desert some guy's gonna show you a giant picture of cocaine and you'll be like right on you're hired <laughs> <laughs> Like I would never make a decision that poor. And <laughs> yet,
1: you know, it was a different time. To- it was a different time. I was a different man. <laughs>
3: different.
0: Yeah, you know.
3: <laughs> so these next ten years, I, it's going to be. I don't know. It'll be. Hopefully, it'll be pretty cool. <laughs> we'll see. Especially like now, getting uh, our little girl involved and stuff. We'll see how that that plays out. You know
1: the next generation
3: yeah try to warp them the best we can (laughs) send them into the world (laughs) good luck child it's gonna get weird
1: (laughs) well she's definitely in good hands so yeah
3: oh yeah she's we're pretty lucky she's great
2: never raise your children to be boring
3: oh no no she's not gonna be that (laughs) yeah She's already had some conversations with her teachers. I'm like, ah, come on.
0: (laughs) We should not repeat that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's just when your dad makes booze for a living.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) the dog's name's (laughs) Murphy.
3: Yeah, the dog's name's (laughs) Murphy. I'm surprised Child Protective Services hasn't showed up at this (laughs) point.
1: Uh, Child Protection Services, please don't show up. Yeah,
3: don't. I I like her. She's good.
1: He's a solid
3: dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think she'll be, I don't know, just trying to teach her logic. Like, hey, is this cool or not? You know, that's the big thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some guidelines. Because the hard rules always change, right? I mean, they they do. The stuff that we did as kids, (laughs) you would never, ever, ever do.
2: (laughs) Oh, totally. That's true.
3: (laughs) Jarts and riding a bike with no helmet. And,
2: well, think about what uh, our parents did when they were young. I mean, shoot. Oh, yeah.
3: I know. My dad talked about getting drunk and driving the car into a tree and actually bending the steering wheel.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: And I'm like, ah, uh, I got nothing, Pops. <laughs> like, Jesus, take the wheel.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: So... Yeah. So we'll see how they... But they also have to deal with a lot more shit than we'd ever have to do, which kind of makes me sad. Because like, if I had a bad day in junior high and you know, super awkward, I could just come home and just hide out until the next day. No big bug you. But now all yeah. that shit calls you home with phones and social media and stuff. It just, ugh, it just seems awful. <laughs> And documenting it. Like, the stupid things we did, I'm glad nobody ever documented it. (laughs) I think about that
2: all the time. I would hate to have it. It's bad enough that shit that's already out there.
3: Oh, yeah. We'd we'd all, there's a whole generation of completely unhirable people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you knew what we did. Yeah.
3: Or just the culture. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole different, whole different, I don't know, I guess that's just the just the regression of things which it's hard to keep that in mind too like the big picture you know like now one time it was bad to show ankles (laughs) (laughs) now you can't turn the tv on
2: without people fucking yeah kind of which i'd rather see than people shooting each other oh but (laughs) see no that's the thing how come you can watch some dude murder and torture fifteen people, oh. and it's fine. But the second they show somebody having sex, it's like, oh my god, this can't be on. This is, you know. Oh yeah, or just a nurple. I mean, <laughs> <Well, it is. laughs> <laughs> straight nurple get you shut down,
1: <laughs> which is ridiculous.
3: It really is. I mean, it just, it, I don't know. I yeah, that really bothers me because. In the big scheme of things, what 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 nightmares would you rather have?
2: <laughs> yeah, really. Everybody right, yeah. has sex. Everybody does not murder people.
1: No. I would I, I would so much I would so much rather be woken up to dreams of titties than you know other hands <laughs> t- <laughs> I you
2: had a nightmare. I was being suffocated by titties everywhere.
1: It was horrible. Yeah. Help! mean, it's so much better. Yeah.
3: So trying to balance that and being a parent is just surreal especially when you're
2: i don't know you have a viewpoint like we do what if you had a dream of getting smacked in the face with a dick because that seems a little worse yeah is
1: that that violence is Is that that a nightmare or is that
2: just like and then how many slaps in the face before it qualifies is super bad it's all in context right (laughs) like one one whap would be like annoying two yeah yeah I don't know. Unless you're like you're being knighted by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> your cock knight. Oh my god. I don't know how that's done, but I want to be knighted. In that manner. Anna, figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: so what's the okay, nice. tea teabagging is when you when you tap your nuts. What would be <laughs> like what is is it like a sausage slap? Like what I what would you call <laughs> A wiener wap? Oh, <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. Wap seems too nice. I, again, if it's a mean one, <laughs> a slap, for sure.
1: Or sausage. saucer but smack. If you're, if you're knighting somebody, I feel like it'd be gentle, so.
3: Yeah, and back to your friend with the saw horses. there's somebody that's
2: into that. I don't think yeah, you could true. be flaccid and knight someone, just as a side note. <laughs> I mean, you could, uh, yeah, a, but. You would make it ten times more.
3: <laughs> that would be so much weirder. All right, weirder. Duffy, like, please get your. Off my shoulder, like,
0: oh, like, oh
3: come on, man. Like, yeah. We're a little all bit. Picturing somebody's super endowed, right? Because they're not. That's even more like, ah
2: Actually, I was thinking, like, the micro penis and how much more awful that would be. You know, like they're really invading your personal space. Yeah. And jumping up trying to get their dick on your shoulder. <laughs>
0: oh, Now's this a smaller is. smaller
1: person, too. This has gone way too far. <laughs> I feel like this is for a whole nother episode. Honestly, oh, I'm loving it. Uh, that's
3: true. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's a whole larping community that would be would be down.
2: So if anybody knows how you would get dick knighted, please email us at what I had heard was at gmail.com.
3: And the night names. Yes, <laughs> sir. Sir, Cock-a-Lot.
2: Yeah. I need I need You're a night name now.
3: Uh, one day, if we can only hope. Yeah. It's a weird way to become royalty. But...
2: Well, I accept. Again,
3: it's better than watching serial killers or...
2: Well, Karis, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, what I had heard was we're out of time, so we'll see you next week.
1: We would like to thank our sponsor, Reset, an encore for your production. Do you create things to educate, entertain, frighten, or enlighten an audience? Have you invested time, money, and soul into your work and not want to see it go right into the trash? Then Reset is the website for you. Create a listing for your new or used entertainment item on www.resetyourset.com so your work can get the encore it deserves. Visit the site for listings, doc sales, and a customized treasure map of the secondhand and resale stores across the country. That's resetyourset.com or you can follow reset on Facebook or Instagram with hashtag #resetyourset If you
2: like the show please leave us a rating and review you can follow us on Facebook at what i had heard was and on Instagram at what i had heard We also have email at what i had heard was at gmail.com